0: verse 17 says, Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I'm going to start off thinking, not just write down on what uh, the specific texts about eldership but I trust we will come to them but I want to put it in a wider context which I think is the right thing to do uh, to to say why have churches at all I mean we're going to talk about leadership of churches but what is the church all about or the churches Um, why church Jesus says I will build my church so he's the one who builds it I will build my church please Could some people um, tell us what they think this building involves? What does he mean? I will build my church. Build it how? Build it in what way? What would building look like? Saving sheep. sheep. Thank you very much. Living stones. Okay, living stones. So that would be the building... uh, So we're looking at the idea of building as a temple, living stones. Thank you. Any more thoughts? Well, that loving community. Just, just thinking about it, just even briefly this is a big statement, isn't it? It draws in from uh, streams of Old Testament stuff, where you have the mountain of the house of the Lord exalted above all the other mountains, and all the nations shall flow to it. So you've got the whole idea of mission, because the sheep are not just, it's not just talking about Jews. It's not just talking about what we would nowadays have, I was born in a Christian family. It's not just it's calling people from all sorts of places to be built as church, yes? And then having brought them together to to sort of knock the rough edges of them and build community uh, and put the whole thing together. So there's there's a lot going on here, and I think we need to put elders into the process of this. So just say... It's calling people from outside, so saving saving the sheep, yeah, it, it's the calling in. It's building up people together as living stones, so getting people to work together, and it's building, in various ways, a, a living community. So I think that's the context that we have to put this in. And uh, Nehemiah chapter two, verses one to six. So I looked up Nehemiah earlier to make sure there was Nehemiah in my Bible. And I think I can find it again. So this is quite a mission. This is quite a thing to do. This is, this is quite a, a, a venture. And I just want to pick out one little snippet of somebody who faced a venture... Nehemiah 2, 1 to 6. This is a building thing. Uh, Could Mark read that for us, please? Nehemiah 2, 1 to 6. I think go down to uh, end of eight, if you wouldn't mind.
1: give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residents I will occupy and because the gracious hand
0: of my God was upon me the King granted my requests thank you very much so here's just a little snippet I don't want to take too long on this but here's somebody involved in building and I wonder if you could identify some of the things that were going on in this man as he is involved in he, he occupies a, a sort of a key role a crucial role doesn't he in the rebuilding of jerusalem anybody like to call out some features noticeable things about this man's involvement in building he's a human being he felt it keenly which verse are you on And that is verse, verse 3. Yeah, okay. So he felt it keenly. So there's something on going on inside him that he, he cared deeply. So if I put cared deeply. Anything else about this man in his... Good at logistics. Thank you. He'd thought about the logistics because when the, uh, when the king says, well, what do you, what, what do you need... It looks like he's already thought about it because he says, uh, I need letters. Uh, I'm going to need timber. Uh, I'm going to need uh, timber for the, uh, what does he say, beams for the gates and the wall and the house that I shall occupy. So he's been thinking ahead uh, and he's got some plans. So logistics, thinking ahead. Yeah, thank you. So he assessed the current situation, and he did it realistically, didn't he? The, the gates of the city are burned with fire. Yep. Are you he prayed. He was a man of prayer, and there's quite a bit of prayer earlier, and there's an instantaneous prayer in, isn't there? Where is it? Verse four. I pray to the God of heaven. Yep. He was afraid, but he relied on God. Thank you very much. He was afraid, but he relied on God. Yeah. That's, I mean, in shorthand, you could say he was a man of faith and lived by faith. That's an important thing. Anybody like to add anything else to that? Yes, he, that's a very good point. He 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 lived respectfully in his context. The king obviously trusted him and he had the uh, he had the respect of the king and he had respect towards he respected the king and the king respected him. Would that be a fair yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, trusted. Okay, let's not dwell too long on that But uh, because it, it, it doesn't say this is an elder, but it does, I think, is a useful example of somebody who's instrumental in God's purposes of building. And I think that there's, the, the, there's transferable ideas from this and I think we'll see some of them coming up when we look specifically at elders. Does that make sense? I think that's worth. Um, I think I might even photograph that because I think you've come up with some good points. Okay, right. Let's um, let's go into the New Testament then. Um, oh, well, let me say that. It, if you wanted to find examples of elders in the Old Testament, there's plenty of examples of elders in the Old Testament. If you look up Exodus 24.1 while I just rub this out on here. Somebody read us Exodus 24-1. Come up to the Lord, you, and am the
1: elders You are to worship at a distance.
0: Thank you. So Israel had elders, and in fact you can find examples of elders in various communities. You have tribal elders and so on. I think it makes a point that Humans. It's understood, and God endorses this: that human societies function properly when there are people in those communities who are recognised as worthy of respect, of having, having seniority, and are in a position of leadership. I always think leadership is a can mean lots of different things, but let's use that word for the moment. That back in Israel, there were elders. People in a position of seniority... Because elders actually means older, doesn't it? Uh, So that's the original thought of it. But people in a position of seniority... And what else did I say? Uh, uh, People who are respected... And people who can lead, take leadership. And I think this is a, a human thing, and it translates into the Old Testament communities, and it certainly translates into the New Testament communities that uh, it's a right and proper thing to have people who are respected as leading the communities. In other words, when we get to the New Testament, we don't find that all of that is sort of washed away and it's just a free-for-all. We're not sort of anarchists and everybody does what is right in their own eyes. There is a form to communities with elders. So... um, Just quickly make that point. So there are New Testament elders. And if we go to Acts. And I'm going to go to chapter 11. And could Ruth please read us Acts chapter 11. Verses 27 to 30. Thank you very much. I'm just going to try and treat that text with the respect it deserves, in the sense of saying, I don't intend to try and pin on us that everything in that text just copy you know copy and paste. Because if we did copy and paste, we would have to have apostles, which I don't think we can copy and paste. That Uh, we would have Agabus prophets. I'm a little dubious as to whether we have Agabus prophets. And we we have a famine, so we don't want to cut and paste the famine, do we? But we do have that when this gift was sent, it was sent to the elders of the church. Uh, So you you might say, well, if you're not going to copy and paste uh, the rest of it, why are you copy and pasting this? But I'm just going to say it it was a feature, wasn't it? The church had elders. It's not made a big fuss of. It's just if you're going to send a... a gift, send it to the people who can administer it, who can be trusted, who will distribute it sensibly. Let's go to Acts chapter 14, 21 to 23. Acts chapter 14, 21 to 23. And could Angel read this for us, please? Acts 14, 21 to 23.
2: In the city and a large of then they returned to Israel, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go to many. Thank you very
0: much. Well, again, I'm not going to say we've got to cut and paste everything from here. I mean, again, we have apostles. We're in the apostolic era. The apostles appointed elders. It doesn't say what process they went through to appoint elders. um, But uh, presumably, there is a way of appointing elders that does not involve having an apostle come and visit. But I think that we can get the general drift of this that as they've been, uh, uh, as a, who is it, uh, Paul or Paul and Silas? Paul and Barnabas. Yeah, Paul and Barnabas. As they have been evangelizing and planting churches, they return. And the thing that they're keen to do is, well, they want to strengthen the souls of the disciples, to encourage them to continue in the faith, saying that it's not easy to be a Christian. You've got to be ready to face that and to appoint elders in every church and to do so seriously. So I would say the prayer and the fasting, the the important point there is they prayed and made it serious. And and that's, I think, what we've been doing. We've been praying for actually a number of years about this. Um, If if for you being serious in prayer means fasting, don't let me stop you, but I'm not going to pin that on us, that we have to fast, but I think we do have to take it seriously. And here again, elders is the point that, uh, that uh, uh, Paul and Barnabas think is essential as they sort of let the churches go on their own, as it were. Titus 1.5... So Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. So I'm going to ask you to join with uh, people on your row, two or three, to uh, look into this. But let's have it read first. Perhaps Miria could read us. Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. Thank you. Which, do you know which version you had? Um, the yeah. one on the internet. <laughs> it was. It was. A, anybody got exactly the same as that? No. It. It. it was an interesting one. Was uh, it the Message Bible? Uh, Christian, uh, of the Cross. Okay. <laughs> it used "devout," which is an unusual word for a translation to use. Um, and yeah okay, would you like to join in with uh, two or three people near you, and we're going to go to this board. what to look for in an elder? because I think there's a lot of that here. So five minutes with the uh, people next to you. What to look for in an elder? what does it we, we get into detail. Um, one of the things I think we've been seeing is that it is r- right to look for elders in the church. It's an important thing to have elders. So, if we were a, I mean, maybe a brethren church, I don't know, we would say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We can just manage. But I think the fact, I think that the. Pardon? They do have an oversight. Yep. Which is the equivalent of um, elders. Yeah, I, a, I, might be doing, I might be doing an injustice. But. Okay, nobody would take responsibility. So I think in this matter of actually making it a point that we look for elders, and we've been praying for this for over many years, I think we are doing what God's word says, aren't we? We've got the right, we're on the right track. That's not a wrong thing to do. It's not a waste of time. So I think we can take reassurance from that. Now then, let's, uh, let's focus down onto um, what to look for so good looks is not in the list uh, good sense of humor is not in the list there is something about management it doesn't say industrial experience though so uh, anybody like to call out one or two things kick us off what to look for thank you managing his household so this is in which verse is this actually Seven. Okay, Um, children are believers. Yeah. So so hold on. Let's let's just. It, it, It talks about being at home, doesn't it? And then it talks about. In verse seven. What reference what, what what translation have you got there for that? Because um I've got as God's steward, anybody got anything else? Which verse? Seven. I've got an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. This, this one starts since an overseer manages God's household. Mm. So yeah. He must be Okay, since an overseer manages God's household. Oh, I did look this one up before I came out, and it, is, um, it uses the word for house, and then it makes it into a sort of like house ruler, house manager. So I suppose it would be a bit like Mr. Carson in um, Downton Abbey, the butler, who makes sure everything in the house runs smoothly. So managing God's household is, is a right thing. And it is—it uh, has the, got the idea of of managing. Uh, so, when we when we looked at Nehemiah earlier, the sort of how he worked out a plan, how should th- things should be done—that's not a million miles from this. But anyway, okay. So, um, managing God's household, he should have a management abilities. Yep. Okay. Uh, somebody go. yeah yeah thank you yeah it's about character, thank you character. can you put down character there's a lot about character not in the sense of being a lively character or a, a vivid character but in the sort of Way this person approaches life and what moral, moral character, yeah. You say moral character, relation Sorry, sort of yeah. Integrity means wholeness, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, put, put in, integrity in, in the US it's, um, it uses
3: this term approach, twice. okay.
0: Yeah. So this is verse six. So I've got above reproach. Would you have blameless? Uh, it, it says, I've got the g- g- Greek here, and I think it says unaccusable. It mean it means that that there aren't big, gross things that you can you know, obvious things that you can accuse this person of. They, they pay their taxes. They uh, they keep to the speed limits um, or at least within reason. Uh, you know, they make sure that they're doing things honorably. Where's the other... V- uh, 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 is it in verse 7? So yeah. Verse seven, again, for an yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, and I think this ties everything back to Nehemiah that his boss respected him. He didn't cheat the boss. He didn't. It uh, wasn't lazy. He, you know, he did the job. He could be trusted. I think that that sort of thing. Uh, you know, a good neighbor. Um, Yeah, that's a very good point, yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Okay, so we've got uh, this management, we've got the, these things about character, integrity, being respected, not, not guilty of, of um, obvious outward moral, legal, civil failures. Yeah, okay, um, anything else?
4: Yeah. So he's going to be, you know, not given to temper or so not liable or quick
0: temper but he has he knows supposed to be able yeah. to manage yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's um d- did we put anything about the leaderships the leadership style um let's put can you put leadership style so this is not arrogant and not quick tempered and not like the uh, Dominic Raab, wasn't it, who's uh, re- allegedly, uh, reportedly, uh, I can imagine, let's, let's not personalise it to Dominic Raab, but a, a leadership style where you get angry with people and swear at them and tell them they're rubbish and motivate people by just being obnoxious. He says it's not, not, not leading that way. He does he does he does say that so let let's 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 capture this one so can you can you say something like um, uh, able to be bold um, stand up for the truth something like that he does yeah able to able to con able to refute let's put that shall we so i think it's it's the ability to see where somebody's going wrong and point out what's wrong with what they're saying able to refute r-e-f-u-t-e r-e-f-u-t-e you're doing okay (laughs) It's really difficult when everybody's watching you, which is what we're doing. (laughs) Right, let's look the other way, R-E-F-U-T-E, refute. Okay, anything else? Yeah. Well, that's that's the natural way to read it as i read it i don't know enough greek to say whether if he'd meant different whether he could have whether he would have said to appoint an elder in each town if he'd just meant one but as as i read it it looks as though he wants elders in each town and presumably each town had its own assembly that, that's the natural way to read it and i think there are other scriptures which assume a plurality of elders. I mean, we had it in Acts 11, didn't it? They, they they sent the gift to the elders of the church. I mean, they could easily have said, we'll send it to the elder at the church or the whatever, but they, they sent it to the elders. So I think the plurality is there Okay, um could put put good example, but I think we also ought to include in there able to teach because I don't think we've said that yet, have we? Good example. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, right, anything else that we want to pick out in these verses? I mean, there's some specifics worth pointing out. There's a relationship to alcohol. Not, um, I've got not a drunkard. I think it says probably sorry, not not a an alcoholish person or something like that is probably. Uh, not, yeah, it's difficult to translate it. It's just one word which includes the word wine in it. You know, I, I suppose if you were going to say it rather disrespectfully, say not a wino. Um, so there's something to do with relationship to alcohol. There's something to do with their relationship to um, uh, violence, uh, not a striker, not somebody who uh, hits people when they don't get their own way. I mean, it is quite specific about that. Not a violent man. And about their relationship to money, not greedy for gain. Have you got something like that in yours at the end of verse 7? Not pursuing dishonest gain, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the classic uh, authorised version translation, isn't it? Who is this person, Luca? He was a French detective, wasn't he? But, um, yeah, Uh, not... Yes, it, it, uh, Luca was May Gray's accomplice, wasn't he? Wasn't he a French detective, Luca? No, this is different Luca, isn't it? L-U-C-R-E. Yeah, uh, meaning meaning money. Um, I'm sorry? Oh, currency. Uh, let me just have a look, see what, if i got anything on that. Um Which verse am I looking at? End of verse seven. Um, Yes, just one, one, one word again. I don't, I don't know whether I can shed any more light. It's just one word in in the original, anyway. Uh, And I think this is important. Relationship for money. I mean, in in other verses, it's going to say you should be paying. You know, if somebody's giving their full time attention to this, you should be paying them properly. It's going to say that. But uh, the, the motivation shouldn't be money. Uh, my friends in Sri Lanka, would, where things are a lot more varied, uh, would, would give examples of people who are in ministry because it's money. And it's Western money. And the people in the West are somewhat naive. And if you spin them a story or tell them about your ministry... They will send you money, because all the Christians in the West have got loads of money, apparently, but uh, the, you know there is a sort of mentality of that, and particularly if if work is hard to come by, uh, go into ministry because you can get money uh, it, it sounds a bit unrealistic to us in in England, but it, you know in in other situations it's, it, it it would be you know, very well worth saying don't go into it just for the money.
5: Yeah. it just makes me think of, you know, really sadly if you do
0: hear hmm. of people in positions of leadership, eldership in large churches, large parachurch organisations, this could be a particular area where yep. Marital marital example, let's put it that way, it's exemplary. It although it says a husband of one wife, it doesn't mean you you can only appoint married elders. It doesn't mean that, does it? Because um Paul wasn't married. Jesus wasn't married. You don't, you don't have to be married to be a leader. But if if you are, you've got to do it right. Yep. A though, for marriage, marriage, marriage. Okay, for everybody listening at home, the question was, is there a preference for having a, a married... A married um, yeah, well that's a very good question, isn't it? Um, it I suppose you could say that... Um, It was a temptation to try and give an answer before you really thought about it. That being married gives you experience of of aspects of life that a single man wouldn't have. But but Paul says uh, one of the things about being married is you've got to take time to look after your wife, uh, whereas a single man would uh, perhaps be able to dedicate much higher percentage of his of his time to serving the Lord. So I'm just thinking of John Stott was a remarkable uh, Christian leader, single man. Uh, Dick Lucas also single man, remarkable Christian leader. But generally it, it, we're thinking of married men aren't we? Yeah.
4: One, one argument in favour of being is that it removes to some extent the temptation for sexual sin and to with women in the, in the
0: ministry. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's one of the things that it it says about um, marriage, isn't it? That it's better to, to be married than to burn with passion.
2: What you see is what you get is what really goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. sometimes it can be very easy for a elder to get so overwhelmed with stock that their own spiritual
0: walk the Lord can can, yeah. can suffer. Yeah. Um and also I was thinking um the um, combat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let, let let's let's put um should we say consistent living behind the scenes as well as what what I don't know about John Piper. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't have to go very far away to find people who've had problems in their, yeah. in their marriages. Yeah. Just a quick one on, on that. The marriage. I just wonder. It
6: just doesn't seem to be a coincidence that it is the first relationship mentioned in the list. Both in Titus yeah. and in 1 Timothy. Yeah. So An elder must be blameless, and first and foremost, faithful to his wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you want to sort of say to a minister, who are you, what are you? They would probably say, like, first, I'm a Christian, then I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a minister. And because you have to have it in that order, if you do it the other way around, then it, it undermines itself. Yeah. who thinks yes, before he speaks and prays before he speaks yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so well I suppose the self-controlled bit yeah. sort of covers that there's a word here which has uh, power and, and, and self yeah it,
4: it
0: isn't ruled by passion or Nervousness or something, but is is able to control themselves in reacting. Is that is that fair enough? Yep. Okay. So we're actually building up quite a list here. And what I want to say before we go too much, uh, yeah. Let, let me just say this bit first. Um, that it's not build. We're not. If if hmm. Paul assumed that this would work. He's is is writing to say, Titus. You ought to be able to find these people, so we mustn't, in our minds, build it up to such a a height of perfection that you know only three people in the whole of Christian history have ever been able to be elders. It it ought to be doable. I mean, he expects it to be doable. Uh, I'm not trying to sort of whittle away, but I'm saying, as we build this picture in our minds, let's let's not make it such a a pedestal and so difficult that it, it it becomes impossible, or a huge burden on, of expectation on whoever it is. Right. Sorry, that, that was just a, an aside. So, Aaron, sorry. Nothing major. <laughs> I, I was just going to say the
3: one thing that seems to be there's kind of weirdly in the middle there, but it seems to be like the I would say is the root of everything that we're mentioning. Is it loving what is good? Yeah.
0: Thank you, thank you. Love what is good. Loving Jesus was the first point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, I'm just looking at it in the original. It, it says, uh, "Lover of strangers, lover of goodness." So there's, there's something there about what what's in in the internal attitude, isn't it? A, a, Loving loving strangers hospitable, a lover of good. Thank you. Yeah. Let's any anything that anybody that the ultimate error is, of course in Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you. I mean, You could say that the, the good shepherds are the ones that lead people to the, the good shepherd. Yeah. 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 And I think it's helpful to preserve that distinction that the things that the under shepherds are meant to exemplify, they can't exemplify perfectly because Jesus alone is the perfect good shepherd. Um, I remember somebody once saying to me, um, the good shepherd knows his sheep uh, so, the pastors should know their sheep, which I think is true up to a point. But but Jesus knows the heart, and and human beings don't don't know the heart. You, you, I mean, you know, try and get to know people as best you can, but we don't have divine insight into everybody's heart. I don't particularly want that actually. But uh, so there is a distinction between what the way the Lord Jesus does it and the way people human beings do it. Should we look at another text? Um, and then perhaps, I mean, there's a lot of text we could look at, but let's, where shall we go? Shall we go into a 1 Timothy 3? 1 Timothy 3. 1 to 7. 1 Timothy 3, 1 to 7. and could rose uh, oh, i don't know have you got have you got eyes to read no could you could oh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3 1 to 7
5: if wants
0: oh Thank you very much.
3: I stop here just for a second? So the just made me aware that um a text has through saying that the live stream has been cut short. Oh. Okay. Um barrel clock, it just
0: says what
2: enjoying tonight's live
0: stream. can bring together there's actually quite a lot of material so let's just make this the last uh, couple of texts that we look at I think we will we'll call it a day uh, the, the one Peter three one to six what did, what did I say sorry one Timothy three it's getting late isn't it one to seven I think it, it sort of reinforces what we've seen before, doesn't it uh, we notice that this, this person is an overseer, and the idea of managing the household uh, It's more explicit about um, managing his own household. If he can't manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? I wonder whether that's the same word. Um, I can look that up in a moment. So we've got the, the can you put a tick next to the ones that? So, where was the management one? That's up, 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 up near the top. So that that one is reinforced. The husband of one wife. So the marital, um, which was somewhere down at the bottom. You know, a good marital example is was re- reinforced. Yeah. Go on.
4: Yeah. And, um, uh. The idea of faithfulness, I think, is an important one in itself. Yep. I mean, in modern thinking, you know, if you're fed up with this wife, you move on to the younger one. Mm. Um, but the same may be true of the church. You know, you, you get fed up with this group of believers, say you'll move on somewhere someone else, or you, 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 know, you remain faithful to the people that you've committed yourself to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, taking your original point, it's uh, of, of the, the way it's expressed. It, it, in the original, it says, of one woman, a husband. So it doesn't actually use any v- vocabulary of faithfulness, but it, I mean, that's implied, but it's the. Yeah, well, in, in Greek, there is no word for husband, it just says man. <laughs> so a man, a one woman man. Is it, but, I mean, the idea of faithfulness is there, but this is not, not the vocabulary of it. But your, your, your point, just say so your point again was about... If faithful to his wife,
5: he to the church. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yes, I think this idea of faithfulness, dependability, steadiness, reliability... As opposed to being flighty, not taking responsibility, giving up easily, making rash decisions. I mean, those are the, all the other opposites, aren't they? Is that fair enough? Is that a reasonable paraphrase? yep thank you Yeah, thank you um so the apt to teach just give us the verse for that able to teach and we we have we did mention that before didn't we yeah but uh, pardon He may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine is what I've got in Titus 1 verse 9. That's that's able to teach, isn't it? And so I think it's the same thing. I don't think it's a, a new one, is it? But it's not... None of these is the big emphasis that this guy's got to be a pulpit, you know, m- magical preacher that everybody flocks to hear. I mean, it might be. I mean, a sp- like Spurgeon was, but there's much more emphasis on the sort of character uh, type of person that they are than the spectacular incendiary gifts. So, you know, a, a steady person who can teach the Bible and, and live, live it is more valuable than a, you know, somebody who's a magnificent orator but can't actually live it out and is no good at managing people. Um, is that fair enough yep can we does, uh, and the well thought of by outsiders i think is is on the same wavelength as that uh, blameless not, not, not open to accusation you know, it, it, I think it's an interesting thing to to flag up because I know we can we can say that uh, you know Christians are persecuted and, and and everybody's down on them, but actually that has to be put against the fact that uh, outsiders, there's a genuine sense in which outsiders should say, well, you know, they're decent people. I don't agree with them, they're, but, you, can't, you know, they're decent people. You know, people, have you ever heard people say that? You know, Christians are completely off the wall, apart from the one or two that I've met, which are really quite nice people. Um, so I think there is that, that aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new one, isn't it? That, uh, a new, it's, it wasn't in the other passage. This idea of not being too hasty in giving people responsibility because it can go to somebody's head. They think, wow, you know, look at me. Everybody's looking at me as I preach. I must be the greatest preacher in the world, which you're probably not. You know, it just might, might feel like that temporarily, but you're probably not. Um, but, um yeah, so I think think something there about caution and r- realism. The Carry on. Oh, dear. And, uh, it can easily become a personality
4: cult. When
5: you
0: talk yeah. about personality cult. It's somebody who uh, thinks I'm, you uh, know, it's all about me. and what yeah. so I can persuade people to do. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, the servant... serving the church yes but um yeah the the, the boss is the lord jesus yeah sorry servant but you are, are not my boss yes that's right yeah um okay can we just flip over to chapter five i don't know whether you had time to think about this in verse 17 where it says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. Those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear, etc. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, verse 22. I presume he means don't give people responsibility in a hasty way. I think that's probably what he means. Um, Did anybody, did you get to talk about these verses? Any thoughts on them? Go on, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking back over what that meant. I, I, I looked at my notes from two thousand and seventeen, which is when it was, I think. Uh, and um, yeah, I, the nearest I got to it was it's to do with, uh, with with being paid. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it means paid twice as much as anybody else in the church. In in my experience, that doesn't happen. Um, but it, it, does, it does talk about reward, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is saying, you know, you need to pay people properly. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it just, it just says you need to pay people properly. Yeah. Um, we, we were saying that um, there
1: are non-paying elders like Chris Fry was. Yes. Yes
0: yeah I think that I think that's right. Uh, it seems to draw a distinction. It says that you can have different elders who work in different capacities within the church um, if they are well, I've got ruling well and especially laboring in preaching and teaching. So I think, I think you put that very well. If that's their bread and butter, preaching and teaching, they should be paid properly for that. I suppose it's a question of judgment, how you work out what properly stands for. The laborer deserves his wages. And I was just wondering whether you could make a distinction between elders who, for whom it's not their bread and butter, so uh, you, you mentioned Chris Fry. I mean, Chris Fry had a huge capacity for work, so he, he did as much in his spare time as some people would do in a full-time job. Uh, but uh, we, we have a history of, of, of elders for whom it is not their bread and butter. So Rod Thomas, who was a civil engineer. No, he was a mechanical engineer.
2: That's a good way of putting it. When got a yeah. You know, they, they, not, not, that, not that they must be paid so that they can maintain a lavish life because that brings it to its own temptations when it when it happens. But they should be able to to, to live a life where they're not worried about paying
0: bills or I mean, kids to humanity. Yes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Don't. Children's shoes. Yeah yeah I think, that's a, I think that's a good way of putting it, yes, so, so that they are freed up to not have to be distracted or worried uh, by the necessities of life, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's going to be different in different situations. I mean as we are learning to to set somebody up and set a married couple up in in central brighton yes. is is a it, it takes money yes. yeah yeah. Yes. yeah yeah, yeah um And just just teasing out that that thought, there are elders, it seems to me there are elders for whom it is not their bread and butter to be doing this, and they wouldn't be expected to be labouring and preaching and teaching in the same way. So as you said, they might preach occasionally, but they shouldn't have to feel the burden of that. It should be possible for somebody to fulfil the requirements of, Of looking after their home they have children looking after their children uh, being a good husband and combine that with being an elder without it becoming impossible impossibly stressful and just unworkable it ought to be possible I'm not saying that in every case that can certainly happen but it, it certainly opens up this as a possibility doesn't it so just I don't know whether this is I, I think this is uh, okay for me to share this that in, in Lansing my my son-in-law is being approached will he be an elder in the Lansing tabernacle so it's Jamie I don't know what he will decide because he's got a young family and they're doing a lot of work on their house um, but I mean that would be another uh, sort of current example of somebody who's a spiritually minded person who would not be expected to bear all the burden of of preaching and teaching but whom the church would potentially be saying to them you can have a valuable role on the eldership team Um, so I I think that's part of our our thinking as well I, th- I mean, I've got lots more material, but let's sh- I think we'll stop there before it begins to, before I start beginning to uh, quote the wrong text, and, which is what I did earlier, isn't it? Um, is that okay? Sh- is, that, is that enough? W- we've been looking to say, are we on the right lines? Uh, so, first big question: Are we on the right lines to be th- saying appointing elder elders is, is a right thing for us to be concerned about? And I think we're very definitely yes. And then uh, what to be looking for in terms of an elder. We're not looking for perfection, not looking for the angel Gabriel, uh, not looking for a one-in-a-century Christian leader. We're just looking for, uh, if you just like to say, an ordinary, steady, b- consistent-living Christian bloke who can, well, let's just go through this list, uh, can manage their own household, uh, has got moral integrity, um, is, it can be respected by people from outside, who's able to lead, able uh, and not rash and ill-tempered. Uh, somebody who's able to be bold and stand for the truth and refute, refute people who've got it wrong we'll set a good example but is able to teach the Bible. Somebody in their relationship with money, violence, alcohol is is you know, not in, um, you know, has, has the right relationship with those things. Sets so a good example marit, maritally, is hospitable, consistent living behind the scenes and in public, thinks before they speaks, self-controlled, has a love for what is good, a love for strangers, I say perhaps a love for people, not hasty, um, the open tool, I was thinking, was, was the church, isn't it? The way that the church functions. People can see that we're we're not weird fanatics. Because Christianity doesn't make us subhuman. It makes us properly human. Um, serving the church. And then we said something about payment, pray, being prayed properly. And I can't see. Uh, you're able to live life without, without the ministry becoming a burden because they, they're not paid properly so those are the things that we're looking for i think there's nothing that you didn't know before but it's good just to remind ourselves of those things is that fair enough anybody want to say anything before we close perhaps in a moment Jerome could say a prayer for us but anything that anybody wanted to mention it's
4: necessary to just point out the issue of an elder mhm It is indeed.
0: Yes. Yeah, I saw a very good definition of a vexatious, malicious charge, which I I think I did a screenshot of it, but I couldn't I couldn't call it to to mind. Yeah, the idea of evi- uh, of, of evidence base, I suppose that's a whole subject on its own. I think the idea of the uh, elder being rebuked publicly is a, a sobering one. Uh, it, I heard Dick Lucas years ago talking about this and he he was talking about uh, things in his own church, in the Anglican church, and he said when you get Christian ministers who fall short, whether it's maritally or perhaps in terms of um, abuse of youngsters, he said what happens is they get given a good reference and sent off somewhere else quietly so as not to... Uh, cause a, a bad publicity, and he so that 's very wrong shouldn 't be done like that and and now they 're reaping the the uh, consequences of having done that the wrong way because it all comes to light and they so say why didn 't you you know why, why did you let that happen yeah um, yeah yeah uh, it 's a whole it 's a minefield isn 't it but um, it 's probably a subject on its own uh, let 's rather than ending on that sort of rather unhappy area let's just remind ourselves again I I think what we've gone through here just checking back with God's word are we on the right lines Uh, and I think we are Uh, and and I think this just reinforces we're going the right way we keep, keep on praying and those of us who are church members as we go forward to voting I think we can do so with a A good conscience that we are making the best. Uh, You know, we, we can't tell the future, but at this point, making the decision that that God would have us to be making. Jerome, could you close in prayer for us, please?
7: we we consider the appointing and calling of of, of an elder, a a lead elder here in this church, Lord. Um, May you guide us by your spirit and help us in that, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you will bless us all as we go off into this week um, with what we've got ahead, whether that be work, family, um, obligations and responsibilities, or whatever we have going on, Lord. May we do it in your strength and to your glory. So be with us, we are.